Good evening. Today we celebrate the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The readings can be found at number 1166 in the Blue Gather Hymnal. Please take a moment to turn off all communications devices. The songs for this liturgy can be found on your song sheet. Our celebrant this evening is Father Joseph Barr. Please stand and join in singing our opening song, Let the River Flow. Let the poor man say, I am rich in him. Let the lost man say, I am found in him. take a moment to welcome your neighbor before we celebrate the sacrifice of the Mass. We offer our prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. In the prophet Amos and in the gospel, we have a teaching about judgment. And so we ask to hear God's word as Amos is preaching to a group of people who do not want to hear God's message. Lord Jesus, You raise us to new life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you raise us up from ashes and dust. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, out of love for us, you plead for us at the right hand of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Believing in the healing, forgiving power of God, we sing.
founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and love of neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. When will the new moon be over, you ask, that we may sell our grain, and the Sabbath, that we may display the wheat? We will diminish the ephra, add to the shekel, and fix our scales for cheating. We will buy the lowly for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. Even the refuse of the wheat we will sell. The Lord has shown by the pride of Jacob, never will I forget a thing they have done. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, first of all, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. This was the testimony at the proper time. For this, I was appointed preacher and apostle. I am speaking the truth. I am not lying. Teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. It is my wish, then, that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. The word of the Lord. and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, They may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. 
He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ. Two young boys of about the age of nine always enjoyed playing in a, a local playground all summer long, and often they would see this elderly lady, very frail, probably in her 90s, walk by, sit at a park bench, and then leave. And one day they noticed she left behind her purse. And so they looked inside, and there they saw a $10 bill, and they said to one another, it's not right that we should keep the purse, but don't you think we should change the $10 bill into 10 ones before we give it back to her? They were already planning their reward. They were already planning, even though they're nine, they were already planning their reward. That does not really touch on the power of tonight's gospel passage of the parable. It's really kind of saccharine. And unfortunately, probably in many parishes, in many dioceses, that's unfortunately what the people might be fed. So let me make it a little bit more clear regarding the analogy of the dishonest steward, because every priest and deacon I know hates this passage. They hate preaching on it. But it's there. We have to deal with it. And it is within the first reading from Amos and the gospel reading of the parable, both have to deal with judgment. Sandwiched in between was the reading from Timothy, an exhortation to pray that God's will is that all would be saved, but we know that's not what happens. If you're in the Church of Nice, yes, that's what happens. Because in the Church of Nice, there is no right, there is no wrong, everybody goes to heaven. But that's not what Jesus taught. He said of Judas himself, woe to him. It would be better if he had not been born. And then in another place in the gospel, he says, Father, I have lost none of them that you have given to me except the son of destruction. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't sound to me like Jesus is saying Judas has got a seat in the kingdom. Not even a children's table way over in the corner like you had in Thanksgiving. I don't think so. There is a reality of judgment. And he shocks his hearers into challenging them especially the Pharisees and scribes, the religious leaders themselves, who are listening to this parable. What is the first point? The first point is the reality of judgment. If the dishonest steward knows of the reality of worldly judgment, then how do we as children of sons and daughters of God 
not also take seriously spiritual judgment. That's the primary point, to take it seriously. Not like the two nine-year-olds who found the purse in the playground. Second, he realizes he's losing his home. He wants a home. And he says to himself, wow, I can't dig ditches. I'm too weak and I'm too ashamed to beg, which is probably what I'm going to have to do to earn a living. I know what I'll do. And so it's the idea that he has a destination. He starts out with no destination, the things he doesn't want to do, dig ditches or beg. But he knows he wants to have a goal. And so it's reminding us, do we as sons and daughters of God work for that goal? If you're going to run a marathon, like the Jessica, Jessica uh, Meredith Jacobson marathon we just had on Saturday, if you're going to run a race, you're going to get ready. You're going to get ready. If any of you are young adults and young, young people are into sports, you know you have to train. And can we as sons and daughters of God be as prudent, shrewdly prudent of knowing that that's the goal and what are we doing to get there? The third is he actually works at it. And that gets me into the sandwiched reading in between the two readings of judgment from Amos and from the parable of Jesus. St. Paul gives us this exhortation to prayer. Are we using it as a weapon? Or is it taking the back burner with all the distractions and all the worries and the things of this world? You see, faith is considered to be impractical. Oh, you have your heads in the clouds. No, Jesus is saying in the very essence of this parable, we have to be practical about the knowledge of our judgment. Nothing is really ours. Nothing is ours. At the end, either God the Father will say to you and me, mine, or Satan will say, mine. We can't sit on the fence there. One or the other will happen. It's not a middle ground, as in the church of Nice, where everything is gray. So we're reminded, are we working at it? Do we realize the reality of it? So on the serious side, I'll leave you with something for your prayer time from Greek mythology, especially for my youth. In Greek mythology, Homer wrote an epic poem called The Odyssey. And in The Odyssey, Odysseus meets the sea goddess Calypso. Calypso is immortal, and she has never met a mortal man. And she just falls into deep infatuation with Odysseus. And she wants to be with him forever. And she becomes jealous of Odysseus because Odysseus is mortal. And he knows that every day 
counts. And his decisions count and are serious. Whereas Calypso has no idea what that means. And she becomes jealous of Odysseus because she realizes his life is actually more rich than hers because he has to make each day count because he knows they are counted. Do we have that same kind of prudence? For those visiting, you'll find the creed on the inside cover of either of our hymnals. Let us stand and pray. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, Lord and Father before all ages. substantial to the Father. Through him all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. And the Holy Spirit was incarnate virgin Mary became man. Under Pontius Pilate death was buried for us again the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father. Come again in glory, judge Ted's kingdom, no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Lord, the giver of life, proceeds from the Father and the Son, and the Father and the Son, glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, the one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, as sins. Sustained and nurtured by God, we gather as one to pray for the church, the world, and God's creation. Our response to the petitions will be, Lord, hear our prayer. Faithful God, you call your church to serve you. Free your people from the deceptions of false masters so that we may know the richness of serving you alone. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Creating God, protect life in all its stages and seasons, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Wise God, you rule the nations. When the powerful trample on the needy and take advantage of the poor, turn them from your selfish ways. Show us your ways of truth, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Healing God, you raise up those who have been brought low, and you remember the forgotten. Grant them joy and comfort in your presence, we pray. Lord, Lord, hear hear our our prayer. prayer. Father God, give strength to families experiencing infertility or challenging pregnancies, to foster parents, parents of adopted children, single parents. 
for children without a father or mother, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died this week, Leopoldo Menises, and also for the repose of the soul of Norman Stakarowski, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Assured by your promise to hear us, we place our prayers before your throne of grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we present our gifts to the Lord, please join in singing our offertory song, Build My Life. song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. And show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you.
pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice of faith, hope, and charity in yours will be acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. Receive with favor, O Lord, we pray, the offerings of your sons and daughters, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through this heavenly mystery. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, for out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself to be born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he frees us from unending death. By rising from the dead, he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, with all the hosts and powers of heaven. May we sing the hymn of your glory as without end, may we acclaim with them. gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion. He took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. When supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving you thanks, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Therefore, we celebrate the memory of Jesus' death and resurrection. We offer you, Father, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation. We give you thanks that you hold us worthy to be in your presence, to minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be brought together as one by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to a fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, William, our Bishop, with the clergy, the religious, those who minister in your church, the entire people your Son has gained for you. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us, Lord, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, Saint Joseph, our most chaste spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, forever and ever. Amen, 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 amen. At the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of the Holy Spirit we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, 
as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us encourage each other with a sign of Christ's peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy. You should enter under my roof. But only say the word, my soul shall be healed.
as we come forward to receive the Lord, join in singing our communion song, Remembrance. Remember you and remember. 
Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those you renew with your word of Scripture and this sacrament of the bread of life, that we may come to possess your redemption, both in mystery and in our manner of life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please keep our seminarian, uh, Zach Watson, in your prayers. Zach is the other guy. He's a little older than Alexis that joins me at the altar. We've had seminarian teams here, but rarely do they come to the 530 Mass. They usually come to either 8, uh, 10, or noon. And so this year, Zach has chosen to be involved with our youth group that meets on Sunday nights with Lauren McKeegan. And I just want you to keep him in your prayers because that's kind of unusual for this Mass to be exposed to and to see uh, one of the seminarians that were a member of the team from Roland Park. So just keep him, and he is studying for Baltimore. So that's another reason why you need to keep him in your prayers. The Lord be with you. May you always be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your lives. Thanks, Thanks be to God. We go forth in joy singing our closing song, King of Heaven. Jesus, let your kingdom come here, let your will be done here in us. Jesus, there is no one greater, you alone are Savior, show the world your love, King of heaven come.
of your mercy, rescued for your glory. We cry, Jesus, set our hearts toward you, that every eye would see you, lifted high. 